0: Welcome back. You're listening to that one sports podcast. We are your host. I'm Mitch Wilson. He is Chris Hill. We just wanna say, please like, subscribe, follow us wherever you get your podcast from. Also, please like and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Chris, my guy,
1: what do we got today, man? Oh baby, we gonna talk about the ever gun-toting John Morant who just can't figure it out if he doesn't get to stay in the NBA. He's going to become the spokesperson for Ruger or Glock. So he's got a future (laughs) that may just not be in the NBA. The dude's got to slow down, man. He's got to slow down. We'll talk about him. We're going to also talk about that juicy NBA conference matchup in the West and the East, who you got, and then you know it. We always end with our favorite sport, football baby, NFL schedule release. We're going to go down. You're going to hear it first at that one sports podcast who we got winning divisions, who we got becoming the wild card, already just by a schedule release. Now, we can change it multiple times, but the first iteration will be right here today on May 15, 2023. My dude, Mitch, good to be back after a one-week hiatus. John Morant. John Morant, baby, kick us off. What you got about the gun-toting shooting guard? Man.
0: This dude needs to figure it out, plain and simple. He obviously, in my opinion, does not have the right people around him helping him with the decisions that he should be making. I. I know I know, he's young. He's like, what, 20, 22, 23? 23. 23? 23, 23, 23 it would be better
1: if kid. he was a twenty two because that's a caliber of a gun, which makes <laughs> sense.
0: <laughs> I mean, so the the first time it happens, you know, you get suspended. Okay, you take a hiatus, and and I'll say the hiatus was only like for a week, week and a half, so I mean, how much work can you really do in that time? I would have liked him to have taken some more time off with the with the first incident. Now you have incident number two, and it's like you literally went on Instagram live, like so you knew what <laughs> you were doing, and it's like did you not come, like come on? Like, I get it. I know you're a 23 year old kid, but what you have to understand you're not only supporting yourself, but you also employ the people in your inner circle. I'm assuming most of those guys do. So you're not only messing with your own money, you're messing with people's money who you love and that you help take care of. Absolutely. And at the, at the end of the day, I mean, you just you have to take care of you. Ja, and I think a lot of. Players have this issue. Not that jaw came from the hood, but a, a lot of let's just be completely honest with each other. A lot of NBA players, a lot of NFL players, the majority of those kids that turn into men that make it out, they come from poverty. Okay. So jaw, and like I said, not all jaws, one of the exceptions, but a lot of times. And I'd say basketball probably is even more
1: prevalent than football.
0: Oh, yeah, of, absolutely. Of poverty absolutely. So you have an you have put yourself an opportunity to get yourself to where you're at. You got out of the hood. You ain't trying to go back, bro. Like I, I, I don't get. And I'm these, not sure if
1: he's from. Like I mean, like you said, I'm not really sure if he's from the hood.
0: I, I, I don't think he is, but I think it's just an expression. A lot of these athletes, it's like they make it out and then they do ignorant things that could that could possibly put them oh, back. Yeah. Listen, it, and it,
1: it's just not smart from any regard, right, Mitch? It's like right. it doesn't matter whether you're white, black, whether you're from the hood, whether you're from the sticks. It would look weird if a white guy, if Austin Reeves from the Lakers, was toting a thirty aught 6 with a Rebel flag on. It's like that could be him hunting or whatever. It doesn't look good when you're over there slinging around stuff, slinging around guns. There's not a purpose to it, right? It's not like you're going out and pheasant hunting and you're in orange and you're kind of holding your, your gun like you're getting ready to go shoot. You're swinging your pistol around like it's a big deal. And right. Dude, you just got in trouble. And it's like you just got Literally, in trouble. Yes. This is dangerous because it's not like you did this four years later. You this is like a, two months, bro. I know, and that's the Two problem. months. is like anyone that's raised kids – you know you get a little bit more upset when they make the mistake in a short period of time. Anyone that's been a, that is a father or has been around kids, you lose your mind more when they make the same mistake in a short amount of time. Good example, right? If you ever had your son or your daughter make a mistake. Maybe they didn't clean your room and you had a really good talking to, I mean, not like the normal clean your room. I mean, you made it a big deal. You set him down in the room. You had a conversation with them. You talked about him pulling his weight. The very next day, if you walked into his room and saw his stanky draws sitting over somewhere and his shoes all over the place, you're going to lose your your freaking mind. You're going to be like, are you kidding me? I just talked to you yesterday about this. And the NBA needs to come down hard on John Morant because this isn't like, hey, I was just around somebody with a gun or I went back to a club. No, you idiot. You went on Instagram Live, swaying around a pistol again after you just got in trouble two months ago. And I don't think the NBA was hard enough on him then, like you talked about, one or two weeks that's like someone that struggles with alcohol saying, oh, yeah, I drove by an AA meeting. I didn't go in, but I, I just drove by and I think I'm better now. It's like you're not better. You, you have an issue if that's what you think is cool. When like Shannon Sharp said, dude, you have that the world in the palm of your hand. You are a elite athlete. You're 23 years old. You have a franchise on your back and that's what you choose to do with the opportunity that that you've been given, he's got to have a long look in the mirror. I know we joke, but this is serious. I mean, this dude, he might have an issue of wanting that that thug life, you know, and that may not even be him. It just might be something he's drawn to. Maybe he thinks it's tough. I mean, I don't know. But it's odd that you just got in trouble and you did it again. Right. Man,
0: I tell you what, I think – But it sounds like to me, I I think he needs someone in in his circle that can tell him no. Because it seems like he doesn't have anybody in his circle. Or if he does, he's just flat out not listening. And if he's not listening, then he needs to, you know, obviously fix it. And so it's just one of those type of deals is, dude, like I said, you, like you said, Christopher, this dude has the world at his fingertips. And he can do so much good and provide and have generational wealth. You know, I mean, he, he's, a, he, he's still on his rookie contract, but that next contract that comes up, and not and not even speaking of that, he's putting himself in a bad situation because he's one of the top guards in the league. But because of this, I mean, when he's up for contract, is, is he going to get a max deal? He, he might not get as much money as he wants because the team's like, well, we have to worry about you being ignorant. You know? So really he's, He's 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 messing with his money, and I mean I'm the type of dude I don't. There are two things in life. When it comes to me, you don't mess with you don't mess with my money. You don't
1: mess with my family. I'm gonna tell you right now. I know exactly what can fix John Moran. Trade him from Memphis to the Utah Jazz. (laughs) Cause him in salt lake he ain't gonna be waving around no guns or ain't nothing to do right it's right like, right and, and they ain't about that life i mean he'll be more liable to wave around a pamphlet of uh, like a book of mormon right than <laughs> anything else it's oh like,
0: yeah that's
1: send him over there and see how many guns he starts waving then
0: right yeah yeah i mean the the only time he might could get a little trouble out there because i'm pretty sure post malone's out there and he is a gun toting fool so i mean as long as him and and post don't hook up i think i think he'd be all right so
1: and post malone looks exactly like one of them skaters you would create on tony hawk you know when it was like create your own (laughs) skater that's what he looks like (laughs) yeah
0: so all right man so job man please man get your stuff together bro you are way too talented to be just doing this ignorant stuff. Plain and simple, go go be the best you that you can be, job please. Not not only for yourself, but for everyone around you. And shoot shots, not bullets. Exactly. So, so all right, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep on keep on the NBA. We got conference championships in the West. We got LA and Denver in the East. We got Miami and Boston. Because I tell you what, Jason Tatum is a bad man. It's all right. Chris, what are your thoughts on the NBA Conference Championship matchups?
1: All right, so I'm going to start on the East first. I do believe that Boston has an easier route, and it's not just the the seeding. You know, Miami's an eight seed and Boston's a two seed. It's not the seeding. I think that Miami – has a really bad matchup with Boston. Like Boston is the one team that Miami, Miami, it, they, they relegate in a fast paced game, right? That's what they do. They not relegate. They relish. They relish in a, in a fast paced game. Boston has the horses and the athletes to keep up with Miami. Jimmy Butler is not going to do what he's been doing. Cause if you look at the matchups that Jimmy Butler has had to, get to where they are. I'm not taking anything away from the heat, but look at their matchups, right? They go and they upset Milwaukee, which was a big win. But other than Giannis, who we all know is that dude, Milwaukee's getting a little older. You know, Drew Holiday is still really good, but the athleticism and the youth of Miami, I think kind of showed out, right? Then they get the Knicks. The Knicks are a tough nosed defense, but really no stars, Jalen Brunson's good, but he's good on the offensive side of the ball, not much of a defender. Now you got Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, uh, Jason Tatum. You got those boys that are just different because Smart can give you minutes on Jimmy Butler, which allows Jason Tatum to not have to exert his energy on the defensive side. He's going to be able to put the ball in the bucket, as you saw. In game seven, he dropped 50, what, 51 points? Yeah, just, just just dropping a 50-piece, baby. Just dropping a 50-piece. So I think Boston wins that series um, in, I, I want to say five, but I'm going to give them two games, and I'm going to say they win it in six. And I think Boston will represent the East. Denver versus the L.A. Lakers, man, that is a tough one for me to draw on because – I think that's truly going, has the potential to go seven. And the reason why I do is Jokic can take AD out of his comfort zone. And the Lakers run off of Anthony Davis. LeBron James is still going to give you that 25 every once in a while, that 38-point game where he's 38 points, 12 assists, 10 rebounds. But the Lakers' engine is Anthony Davis. Joker can take him away from the paint. He can take him away from the paint. And Anthony Davis now can't defend that paint like he normally does. And then on the offensive side of the ball, Anthony Davis can pull Joker away too, but he's going to make him work for it, right? Because Joker's big. He can body him up and and move around, and rebounds I don't think are going to be as easy. I do think the Lakers take it in seven. So it's kind of I I do oh, think I do think that the rivalry's going to be renewed and I think the historic battle of purple and gold versus that white and green Lakers against Celtics is going to have another chapter to that saga. I think Denver's going to take game 1. I think LA steals game 2, and then I think LA wins both games um back home and they'll be up 3-1, then I think Joker and them win game five. I think they go to L.A. and win game six, and I think LeBron takes them down in Denver um, in game seven. I think LeBron will actually have a really big game. In one game in this series, I I think LeBron goes off for 45-plus, just a mega game. So I got Boston against L.A., Denver-Lakers seven games, Boston-Miami six.
0: All right, all right. So I'm going to start in the west. Bro, before I get into the Lakers Nuggets matchup, bro, did you see the poster Michael Porter Jr. did on Kevin Durant, bro? It was so beautiful. Michael Porter Jr. brought that thing back. KD tried to ah uh-uh, not today. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm trying to get that poster. Hopefully it's somewhere. But well, we know that, you you as a big Missouri fan. You know hey, you're gonna hey. be like oh Michael so, Porter Jr. So I tell you what, man, uh I agree with you uh when it comes to the uh Lakers Denver Nuggets matchup because I think it's gonna go seven as well. However, uh I do have Denver winning. Ooh. Okay, so I have them winning because I think that Jokic, arguably the best player on the floor, and I feel like Denver had they're more they're more deeper than the Lakers. Okay they have multiple guys that on a nightly basis can go out and get you over 20 um i think that they're younger i think that they are kind of in that realm of they probably understand the moment but they just might still might be too young to not like understand and just be able to play free and like i said arguably jokic was uh obviously didn't win the mvp this year but he was you know it was he was in the top 3 of that i just I really like I really like Jokic, and like you said, I really like him being able to take Anthony Davis away from the basket. I also think that Jokic is obviously an elite passer, and that's how he gets a lot of those guys involved, and I think that goes into one of the reasons why he is the best, not the best, one of the best. It's just, I mean, he's essentially the engine that drives that bus. You know, he gives you points, he gives you rebounds, he gives you assists, he gets players involved he gets those guys going that more like role players he gets those guys in the game. You know, Jokic Jokic is a type of player that doesn't have to go score 25 or 30 to impact the game. True. If, 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 if that makes sense. Like he doesn't have to go out and get 30 points every night to impact the game. He can do it in many different ways and in, in assists and rebounds and he, he's the type of player that I really like because he kinda you know he kind of fills the game out and then and then decides how how do I best help my team win tonight? Is it going to be, do I have to go get 30? Okay. Do, do I have to go have 15 assists? You know, whatever the case may be, that's what I love about his game. I feel like he kind of, when the game starts, he kind of just fills the game out and then, you know, he sees how he's going to have to play to best help his team win. So I have uh, the Nuggets in seven. I think that it's going to be you know down to the wire i and i also do think one of those games bron's going to go off i and i will say if it does go to 7 i really hope it's not in game 7 cuz if he goes off in game 7 then the lakers probably win but i have denver nuggets in 7 in the west so going to the east okay we got the boston celtics and the Miami Heat, plain and simple, this was kind of an easy matchup for me. I think I think Boston wins in five. I just think they have way too much firepower for Miami. Jason Tatum is an absolute baller. What he did in Game 7 was absolutely just amazing. And then you have Brown, another. They just have two elite guards that, that can both take over the game. And then, like you said, a key factor, Marcus Smart is going to be able to give you minutes on Jimmy Butler, you know. So, they have, you know, three guys that I don't think that Miami's going to have an answer for. Obviously, whoever Jimmy Butler's guarding, I think that that could slow them down a little bit, but but Boston all year has just been elite. They're too good, and I think they're just going to roll on Miami. So, like I said, I think uh, I think Miami will 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 still a game, but I think, I think Boston wins in five, so then I have Boston and the Denver Nuggets in the NBA championship.
1: Yeah, and, and these series, these matchups are very, very, you know, delicious, for lack of a better term, <laughs> because they could change quickly. You know, if Denver goes oh, yeah. up 2-0 – then what do the Lakers do? And where, where's LeBron' stamina? Is AD hurt? If Jokic gets hurt at all, or I call him Joker, you know, everyone calls him Joker. Right. If, if Joker right. gets hurt, the Denver Nuggets are done. And when you say, like, Denver is more deep, I would agree with that before the Lakers made their trades. Because now, when you look at who the Lakers have, Austin Reeves has given you 15 points a game. You got Rui Hachimura who hey, everyone loves to say that Rue Hachimura he's giving you you know 12 14 points a game and he's a big body you got Lonnie Walker that's going out only playing well in the fourth quarter but making buckets dude that NBA. was the,
0: that that was an absolute Lonnie Walker game was that uh, was that game six? six yeah game six dude no game five game five. no five yeah game five game that five. was that was really cool to see a, a bench player like him come up yeah, big yeah and, and do that
1: and, and then it's Uh, The other side is Denver, right? How well does Michael Porter play? Because he's a tough matchup. He's tall. He's long. He's athletic. He's rangy. So does he show out? Does uh, KCP show up? Caldwell Pope. Does he play well? Draymond Green said it perfect. And I really like listening to his podcast because he has some insight that I think is really good. And I I think one day Draymond Green would be a really good coach. That's just for another podcast. But He said, you cannot allow Joker to do both. You cannot let him score and then also get his assist. you got to make him do one or the other. So if you make him just dish out 15 assists, but he only gives you 15 points, you're probably going to win the game. Or if you let him go drop 50 and he only has four assists, you're probably going to win the game, which case in point, people don't realize he scored 53 points in the last series, and <laughs> lost and lost the game. Yeah. He lost to the Phoenix Suns, scoring 53 points. And the Lakers are sh- very, very smart, and I think they know that, that the entire offense goes through Joker. And if they can say, we're going to let you get your 18 assists, because we know those other players don't got that dog in them like that, and they're not going to be able to beat us. Right. We don't care if you get 22 assists. But A.D., Do not let this man score. Limit his scoring to under 18 points, and we got a great chance to win. That's what I'm excited to watch in both of these series. Uh, I'm not going to pick a winner yet in the finals because I want to see who goes before I make my choice. But I do got Lakers in seven and Boston in six.
0: Okay, so hold on real quick. So I also kind of feel the same way about the Lakers. Uh, I think that, like you said, that their offense runs through AD. So if, if Joker can take AD out of the game, then do you think LeBron can carry them for a seven-game series?
1: Yeah, but here's the thing. LeBron is one of those where you got to conserve energy. And even though he's a, still an absolute physical specimen, I think they know, do we waste and expend his energy now, and then now he really struggles in the finals towards the end and he stumbles at the line? Or what? what does he do? Because I'm going to tell you right now, if this game goes seven – and LeBron is the one that has to carry the team, they're going to have a weaker showing of LeBron in the final. But if AD can carry them, and LeBron can give them 24, 22 points a game, nine assists, nine boards, have a very, very good series. So pretty much like a triple-double? Close to it, yeah, Yeah. which which he normally does. He's very, very close to that. You put him in the finals, and now he's more rested. Because all this is going to decide, too, on how long these series go. Because if the Lakers go seven and Boston only goes five, I'm going to give Boston the edge in the finals because you're talking youth and rest. And now you got a 38-year-old LeBron coming off a six-game series with the Warriors, a seven-game series in mile high, right? Like, and it depends on scheduling. Do they only get three days off afterwards? Is LeBron banged up? That's why I love all these little juicy tidbits because we'll see how this all plays out. I mean – hell Denver could sweep the Lakers. Lakers can sweep Denver. You you just never know right. how that's going to play out. And
0: and and I will say you know you know no matter who wins, but especially if LA does win uh the series versus the Nuggets, it'll be really interesting because you know what you just talked about with Boston is their youth. You know with LA having a, with them LA and Boston, they're completely across the country from each other. So how is, you know, flying back back and forth, how is that going to affect, you know, LeBron, AD, those guys that are older. So
1: very interesting. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's go ahead and change gears here to NFL, NFL schedule release. It's the only, whoa, sport, whoa. it's the only sport <laughs> to me that a schedule matters. You know, even when you're in high school and you played a lot of sports, right? You played basketball, football, and baseball. There was something about that high school schedule release for football when the coach would come to you and say, this is who we got. This is when we play them. Do you play when it's cold? Do you play when it's warm? There was just something about it. You could care less about who was on your basketball schedule because you had so many games. And same with your baseball. You're like, oh, yeah, this is kind of cool. But football, one game a week, you got homecoming, you got all these deals. It magnifies in the NFL because I do think where you play people matters and what time of the year you play them and where you play them at and where's your bye because no one likes to have that early bye within like the first four weeks, first five weeks because it's hard to to really gather yourself afterwards. Now there's injuries, little bumps and bruises. It's nice when you've got that week 10, week 11 bye because you get to build up a good schedule, get your guys healthy, and get ready for a nice long run. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Mitch. With the schedule release, we're not going to really talk about games. We're really going to pick, based off the schedule, who we think is winning what division and what our wild card winners are. So I'm going to let you go ahead and start it off, Big Dog. Who you got from the AFC and the NFC. Based off their schedule, what do you think their records are going to be?
0: Okay, so what I'll do is um, I won't tell you a record. I'll tell you who I think gonna, who's going to win the division, and then I'll tell you who my wild cards are. Okay? Got it. So in the AFC, I'll just start with AFC West, okay? I'm not a homer. It's
1: just – Yes, you are, and that's fine because well, I am okay. too Okay, okay, just okay. Okay,
0: okay, maybe I am a homer, but here's the thing. You know, you have to knock off the king, right? The, you Someone has to knock off the king. Got to do it. Got to do so, it until someone knocks off the Kansas city chiefs, I have them winning the AFC West. Okay. Now jump into the AFC South. I think that the Jacksonville Jaguars will be winning that division. I think it's going to be close between them and Tennessee, but I think Jacksonville wins. I think they win because obviously Trevor Lawrence, uh, the offense, good young defense is good and young as well. And also, I, I talked about this uh, many podcasts ago, but a lot of people forget that they now have Calvin Ridley. Calvin and, Ridley, and I think he he'll be coming back off his suspension for uh, gambling on the NFL, which I thought was kind of you know, yeah, 15, it was crazy fifteen hundred dollars to be suspended for a year. I thought was a little, was a little insane, but he is, in my opinion, I think he's going to be a pro bowl caliber receiver. And when you pair him with Lawrence ETN um, Christian Kirk, Christian Kirk and the other Evan Ingram, Evan Ingram. And then uh, who's the other receiver? Was it Jones?
1: Oh, Marvin Jones,
0: Um, Marvin Jones. I mean that, that receiving core is going to be absolutely legit. So, and with the ascension of Trevor Lawrence, I think especially with them coming back and beating, uh, the Chargers in the playoffs. I think he's going to continue to get better. Absolutely. So I have I have Jacksonville winning the AFC South. I tell you what, the AFC North—that's a rough one because I I like the Bengals with Lamar coming back. Um, the the Ravens are a threat, and I really I really think Kenny Pickett is going to going to get better. But with the AFC North, I'm going to roll with the Cincinnati Bengals. Obviously they have Joe Burrow who in my opinion is the is the second best quarterback in the AFC as of right now. They got that man, that man,
1: Jamar Port Chase. Port shot. Jamar, Can't Chase. Have Jamar Chase. Chase. It's Port
0: <laughs> Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. That receiving core is absolutely probably arguably the best receiving core in the NFL. So I have the Cincinnati Bengals in the AFC North. Um the AFC East, I think, in my opinion, the AFC East is going to be the toughest division in football this year because you have Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen, you yep. the Miami Dolphins with Tua and that and those dynamic receivers and Tyreek Hill and who's the other guy down there in Florida?
1: Um, You talk about the
0: boy Waddle, Jalen Waddle. Yep, Jalen Waddle. He, those two guys are absolute studs. You have Waddle, Waddle, then you have Bill Belichick, who you know you can never really count him out, and then you have the New York Jets, who I think are going to be sneaky good um, because they're going to be playing a fourth place schedule. Um, I don't have them winning the division. But I do think that they are going to come in second place in that division. However, I do have the Buffalo Bills winning that division, not by much. But the main factor in that is um, the Jets are playing a fourth place schedule, so I think that's why they um, will finish second.
1: Okay. Okay. And so let me uh, let me go ahead and give you my AFC before you okay. go to the NFC. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, uh,
0: and then uh, we have two uh, two wild cards, correct? Three wild cards. Three wild cards. Okay, so yeah, so go ahead and give me your AFC, and then we'll we'll do wild cards.
1: All right, so first off, the AFC is going to be an absolute bare-knuckle brawl. I'm I'm just saying that right now. For anyone who thinks that there's going to be a one seed determined by, like, week 11 or division winners, I don't see that at all. I think this is going to be a brawl. There are so many quarterbacks in the Mm -hmm. AFC. You know what it reminds me of? What? You know Anchorman, where the fight scene with the news crews and there just keeps cameos, <laughs> keep showing up, and you're like, dang, I forgot Man. about them. Man, I forgot about yeah. them. That's yeah. what I think the AFC is like. There are so many players from the quarterback position or just in general that this is going to be a very, very fun conference to watch. That's why I don't think even a number one seed is going to be anything better than 12-5. and five. I've got my Chiefs. Agree with you, just like the boxing terminology. You got to knock out the champ. You ain't gonna win by split decision. Got to knock him out. I got Chiefs winning at twelve and five, the West. I got the Bengals winning at twelve and five, the North. I actually have Bengals as the number one seed, and I have Patrick Whoa. Mahomes. I have Patrick Mahomes making his first big road playoff win. Against Joe Burrow in the AFC championship game.
0: But oh, wow. Okay. We'll get to
1: that later. <laughs> Jags 11 and 6 one in the South. Miami 11 and 6 one in the East. Ooh. And, and tell me if you agree with me here. I actually think the AFC North is going to have three representatives in the wild card. I got Ravens, Steelers, and Bills. Bills at 9 and 8, Ravens in 10 and 7, Steelers at Ten and seven. That you closes said, out my wild card. You said Bills at nine and eight. I got Bills at nine and eight. I think, oh. they, I think the okay. AFC East is going to beat each other up, okay. I think Buffalo is not going to catch its stride till later in the season. Okay, so I don't get hot late. I think they're going to have a really bad record to start the year, like two and five, and then I think they're going to catch on late. Um, and I think that's going to get them past, like, the Chargers and the Broncos. Right. At nine and eight.
0: So I actually um, – my two wild cards uh, are coming from – Three the, wild cards.
1: Remember, you got three of them.
0: Oh, three of them. So my wild, two of my wild cards are coming from the AFC East. I, I have Buffalo winning that division, but I have Miami and the Jets in the playoffs. And then I have the – baltimore ravens as the last team that gets into the playoffs no i do not have the chargers or the broncos the raiders because at the at the end of the day until the chargers prove they cannot charger in the playoffs and they can actually win a playoff game then at that point i will give them consideration to to make the playoffs and to win so those are my um wild card picks again i got um Miami New York Jets and the Baltimore Ravens. So I th- I think it's going to be um like you said it's going to be one heck of a year in the AFC because the of the division to be honest I mean all of the except for really Jalen Hurts all of the other marquee quarterbacks are in the AFC. Like w- when 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 you stack up quarterbacks AFC and NFC it's not even close. Like, like you can argue Jalen Hurts, but after that, the next, um, so you have Patrick, Joe Burrow, then you could probably say Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is probably, I would put him definitely top five. But other than,
1: other him, than that, it's it, it's really it's, crazy because when you're in a conference where Jared Goff is probably one of your better quarterbacks in your conference, it just goes to show you that the AFC is just loaded with quarterbacks. I mean, they're just loaded. Right. Even the young quarterbacks. Think of like Tua and, you know, Justin Herbert and these guys even coming in.
0: It's like – Oh, the, look, the, the, look the at, cat at, from at Kenny, uh, Pickett. Kenny Pickett. I was just about Kenny, say Kenny Pickett. Pickett. It's
1: like look at these younger guys. And it's like the the NFC, they're just not built that way. The, right. the, the NFC is more, I think, defense. Yeah. Well, and
0: then you got uh, also even the guys who got drafted this year – you had the cap from Florida go to the in Indianapolis Colts, and then you they had were, CJ Stroud go to the Texans. Go to the Texans. So I mean, even the guys that are getting drafted are getting drafted into the AFC. I tell you what, if I was an elite level quarterback, I would uh uh really want to be in the NFC because I mean there is there, there is just not. I mean, like I said, you got Jalen Hurts, Jared Goff. You could you and you could even put Brock Purdy. And that discussion for top five because he did enough last year to where I mean that you, well, know, I mean, you
1: can't you, you can't even argue. Well, th- this leads to a point. So I'm going to read you off my NFC teams, and I'm, I'm going to tell you one that's kind of a sneaker in there, okay. and why I think it's going to be good. Okay, so I got San Fran actually having the best record in the entire NFL. I have them going 13 and four win the West. I have Lions at 11 and six winning in the North. This is the surprise team that I think people forget. Derek Carr went to the Saints. I got Saints winning the South at 10-7. and Derek Carr was very, very mediocre in the AFC amongst all these other quarterbacks. It's going to be interesting to see what he does against other mediocre quarterbacks. You know, it's like he's not now in a division with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert and in a conference with Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow. He's now in a division. When you look at the NFC South – He is significantly the best quarterback in that division right now, to my knowledge. You've got Baker Mayfield in Tampa, right? That's where he went. Correct? I believe so. Yes. Okay. You've got the littlest quarterback I've ever seen in my life that just got drafted for the Carolina Panthers. Have you seen those videos of Bryce Young and next to his lineman? He looks like a child. No, like a little (laughs) dude. You got to go. You got to go Google it. it. It is the funniest. He looks like they did a Make-A-Wish special.
0: You better you, you, no, you, I'm you just not, saying. You need to could look, be disrespectful,
1: bro. You need to quit disrespectful. This little kid out there, man, it, it's unbelievable. And it looks like not that he can't play; it just looks weird. It's like wow, he looks tiny, right? So I think he's the best already proven quarterback there. I got the Cowboys going 11 and six, winning the East. I know that shocks a lot of people. But the Cowboys' schedule lends itself. I'm not even going to say they're going to win a lot in the playoffs, but their schedule lends itself to a good record. Eagles at 11-6, same record, but I have them losing once to the Cowboys and Cowboys having a, a better uh, differential. I have Vikings at wild card 10-7 in and and Seattle at 9-8, and eight, my last wild card. What say you, Mitch?
0: Oh, boy. We have some agreements and we have some disagreements, that's for sure. So, I will start in the NFC East. The Cowboys are going to Cowboys until they get a different quarterback other than the one Dak Prescott. Um, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna do what they normally do. They're they're not gonna win that division. Um, however, I do have Philadelphia winning that division. I do know that they are playing a first place schedule, but because of um the talent at quarterback and that defense just got better with the with their two draft picks and Jalen Carter and the other edge rusher from Georgia. That D-line is going to be absolutely nasty and is going to be cha- a game changer for them. Uh, I have Philadelphia winning the the NFC East. I have the – actually agree with you on this. I have the Detroit Lions, I think, who are going to surprise a lot of people. I think that they are going to win the NFC North. To the NFC West, it's going to be San Francisco. I wouldn't be shocked if, like yeah. you said – I wouldn't be shocked if they have the best record in in the NFL because their defense is just so freaking elite. It's unreal. And, you know, they get a healthy uh, Brock Purdy. And I, I tell you what, uh, I didn't read the article, but there was an article I saw either today or yesterday that talked about because a lot, a lot of people forget Sam Darnold in San Francisco too. And the, yeah. and, and, and the article read Sam Darnold has best arm talent of any forty nine ers quarterback ever, and I was like, "Whoa!" I was like, "That's a that's a pretty no." Okay, it, 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 it's 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 one thing to have arm talent, but to actually do it in the game is different. Okay, no, 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 so. no, 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 no,
1: no, no, my <laughs> my problem with that, ever, ever, not on the roster. You said that the column said ever. I believe so, yes. I could be Bro, wrong, but... They had Joe Montana and Steve Young as their quarterbacks. I agree.
0: But there's a difference in arm talent. Like, he could be able to chuck it farther and more on
1: point. That's that mean... not arm talent. That's not arm talent. And and so, if that's their definition, they're stupid. Okay. It's like Sam Darnold. I could see if they said he has the best arm talent in the last 10 years. right But arm talent-wise, chucking it and Colin Kaepernick had a better arm than him. You think so? Colin Kaepernick couldn't throw a changeup, but that boy could sure throw a strawberry to a battleship. Tell me he couldn't launch that thing 75 yards. So, man, that article, that dude is sniffing some shrooms, eating some shrooms for sure. There's Sam Darnold, the best arm talent. Okay, so this wasn't the article I saw, but this
0: is an article. It says Shanahan declares 49ers QB. Darnold is unbelievable thrower. So, so not ever, but they're yeah, giving him unbelievable some... thrower
1: of interceptions. You're <laughs> correct. 100% agree with
0: you. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay. Back to, so then I have one more division. Uh, I believe uh, I have the, I'm actually going to go, I'm a different from you on the NFC South. Um, I think Derek Carr is going to be like you said in a, conference where he's one of the definitely the better quarterbacks. But I'm gonna go with just because you was talking all of that, all that ish on my dude, I'm gonna go in the NFC South. I'm going Carolina to win that division.
1: Bro, how are you gonna go with Fisher Price? That boy's jersey's made from Oshbagosh. <laughs> and you out here picking Bryce Young to go. And I'm again I'm not saying he can't play, but bro, look, it's it's the worst. Go look at that picture. I will. It, I will. But here's not the thing, even, though. It's not even made up, bro. dude. It's like that is. He takes one hit and he's done,
0: dude. He that is the worst division in football. Period. Plain and simple. That division it, is absolutely it, horrible. One
1: hundred percent. And I'm gonna go back and say this again. What we said a couple podcasts ago. I have nothing against a person height. I you could be five foot five, five foot seven, and be effective. My problem is your weight. You right. have Football is not a game for really small people, weight-wise. Right. It just isn't. And right. if you are going to be that small, you better be one position and one position only on the offense, and that's a wide receiver where you're way outside, you can run really fast and get away from people. Right. If you are a running back or a quarterback that does not have weight, you are going to get killed. There's a reason why Kyler Murray can't even finish a game, a season past week ten. He can't take the beating. Look at Jamal right. Charles, great running back, but injuries derailed him because he was a slender frame. Bryce oh, Young yeah, is tiny. He, yeah, he is. He going, he's gonna play great for six weeks, and then he's gonna get leveled. Dude, two a tongue of ILOA outweighs him probably by a good 35 pounds. And he got slung to the turf like a wet Norwex rag. What do you right. think is going to happen to old Bryce Young? I tell you what. Hey, we uh, disagree so what... here, and that's okay. But I'm yeah, telling you. Yeah, hold on. Hold on. He, so, he's going to uh, get. Uh, <laughs> how, 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 how much did he weigh the combine? One eighty-five. They said he's the smallest quarterback in weight to bro. ever be drafted since two thousand. Dude, he can put
0: he can put fifteen pounds on, bro.
1: He can put fifteen pounds on. But then is is he effective at fifteen pounds? You know what I mean? Like Why when not? you start messing with people's butt, I don't know. <laughs> I sure as heck don't run like I did at 190, 200 pounds. I'm right. two fifty body built by Taco Bell, baby. <laughs> And I sure don't run like I did. And now, am I some elite athlete? Heck to the no. But you – and even 15 pounds, man, he's going to be 200 pounds. That's crazy, yeah. People forget Mahomes is like 230.
0: Yeah, he is. So and Josh all, Allen's
1: as big as a Buick. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah, so my, uh, my three wild cards – let's get back, back on track. So my three wild cards in the NFC are going to be Seattle, Minnesota – Mm. and dallas those are my three wild cards so recap for me the nfc i have the eagles winning the division detroit lions winning their division uh carolina panthers winning their division the san francisco 49ers winning their division and the my three wild cards are seattle minnesota and dallas Hey.
1: It's gonna be fun, man. Now again, oh, the reason why we're gonna change these is not because we feel like we're gonna be right and wrong. It's because there's injuries, right? There there's things right. that happen before the season starts that you gotta give us you gotta give us a do-over.
0: Right. I mean that's yeah. the only
1: fair thing to do.
0: Right, for sure. So but yeah, man. Uh I will say this. The schedule release um is always a fun thing. I tell you what, if some of these teams I'm not going to say names, but i tell you what. If some of these NFL teams, if their football team was as good as their social media team, by golly, i tell you what, they would actually win some dang playoff games. You know that?
1: Yeah, you mean like Denver?
0: Yeah, Den- Denver had a decent one. There's, a, there's also another team I have in mind who I felt like had the best schedule release. I think for the last two years, I think they've had the best one. So if 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 they're... If their football team could just be as good as their social media team, they will be in business. So, Hey, man, it's
1: going to be really fun to watch. And you know there's always some surprise team. Oh, yeah. In the NFL, there's a lot of teams that go from worst to first. Oh, absolutely. That's going to be interesting to see who that team is, right?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, this is going to be a fun season. I tell you what, we can't forget our shout-outs, okay? forgot last week when i had when i had mr morris on the show i forgot my shout out so um christopher who, who would you like to shout out this week on that one sports podcast
1: Hmm, that is a good one i'm gonna have to shout out my wife All this travel that I've been doing lately for work, she's been holding it down, getting the kids to sports, doing all the things that uh, she does effortlessly every week. She makes it look, she makes it look easy. That's why she's my better half. So shout out to Mrs. Hale Morgan. Love you. Thank you for all that you do. And um, I wish you would listen to this podcast more, but we'll talk about that later.
0: (laughs) Oh man, Uh, I will say uh, we are recording this uh, the day after mother's day so happy belated mother's day to all of the women out there um, to your mama, the, right i mean we definitely couldn't we definitely couldn't function in this world without all those great women so my shout out is gonna be to a couple people who i work with who i know consistently listen to the podcast And that is Richard and Ryan. So we appreciate you listening to the podcast on a weekly basis and just wanted to give those guys some shout out and just let them know, hey, we we appreciate you listening. So yes, that's it. That's it. it. All right, guys. Well, guys, remember, we, we drop podcasts every week, Thursday morning. It will be there for you. Okay, and please, please be kind. Everyone you meet is fighting a battle that you have absolutely no idea about. Until next week,
1: fam. Peace.